All right, guys, what's up? What's up? It's Z, just like the letter. And I want to go ahead and welcome you back to another episode of Category is Pose. Mm, mm, mm. Where, of course, we're going to go ahead and talk about the the latest episode of season two, uh, episode four, Never Knew Love Like This Before. Right? Nice little play on words already. Um, Now, of course, it's Z, just like the letter. And you're probably wondering, why the hell am I speaking on this podcast? What's going on? Where's Roman? Uh, don't worry, he is right around the corner, so I'm going to let him introduce himself right now. What's up, it's Roman, just like the Roman, and <laughs> I know that I am around the corner, but not on the corner of the street by the piers with Angel. I'm here <laughs> doing like other corner activities in the corner. <laughs> and we're going to let y'all figure out what those corner activities are. Um, but like mentioned, we're coming back after a two-week hiatus of the show, um, from what I recall, in the last episode, me and Roman discussed, we were kind of waiting for some big things to happen. And I think coming into this episode, we kind of definitely got what we wanted. Um, kind of? Or definitely? I want to say definitely. We definitely got what we wanted. Um, before getting too deep into the show and get before we start or before we speak more onto this episode, of course, we want to go ahead and uh, very quickly just give a very... Uh, quick rest in peace to candy um you know send those condolences while it is a tv show it definitely hit home so Mm -hmm. candy yes candy (laughs) i have (laughs) let me just that's not a real lighter y'all that was a thumb but that sounded hard though but i am putting my lighter in the air for miss candy veracity i mean sorry ferocity um pray i'll be eating those words (laughs) all right all right but let's go ahead and get right into it so um of course as usual opening scene is a good old battle um and now very quickly i just want to take notice and i think i notice this in every episode i don't really call it out then to today i feel like has totally changed um the hidden and the markers they're doing and the faster so i feel like i would be um, really good vulgar back in the day yes could you actually repeat that it sounded like your mic oh guys yes but i think your mic kind of went out when you were saying a couple of those things minded yeah you said that it was showing you some things back in the day or some dance moves or something oh so i'm i was saying that if i look at it compared then and now the dance speed of voguing is totally different mm. like back then it was more fluid and you like you had time to get down on the floor and death drop <laughs> these days you just death drop i'm sorry what did you just call that because i know we went to a ball where they made it very specifically clear that that is not called a death drop well in my lingo i definitely call it a death drop I know it is a definitely other term, so I'm probably going to get berated for that. But And his Instagram is that guy underscore Z. Yeah, just in case you want there. to. Just in case you want to berate him. <laughs> Since he loves to berate others. Imagine. Imagine the truth. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> um, so, of course, this episode goes in further, and we have this appreciation for Madonna um, and her putting, you know, this kind of twist on Vogue. And uh, we even get... We, for me at least, I'm introduced to a new category, uh, which is lofting. And 
I don't know if anybody else has heard of Lostin before. I hadn't heard about it in a really long time. Um, so when I did hear the word, I was definitely surprised to see it. And I like to see it there. Do you know what that word meant prior? I think, well, no, I didn't. But I think um, because I follow the post page, I'm pretty sure that they, did they post a post on Lofting? Was I'm that not a, too sure, actually. I don't, I don't is that I where you them, like but... touch each other still? Oh, no. Like you're dancing and you touch each other? Like you like, I think. Uh, no. Uh, oh. So was Lofting. that pose or porn? <laughs> that might have been porn. Oops. Um, and I, oops. And I oop, very go, Jasmine Masters. Um, I actually learned, I knew what lofting was for my parents. My mom and dad were a B boy and a B girl back in the day. Um, so lofting. So street rats. No, not kidding. street rats, because kidding. I'll go ahead and let them know what you said. Um, and they'll hear it anyways, but definitely, oh. you know, street elegance. Um, but lofting is really just a style of dancing. It's a, another way of saying freestyle dancing. Um, definitely came out in New York City back in the day around the 1970s and has just continued to go on and go forth in the world. Um, but of course, aside from lofting, candy comes out once again. <laughs> once <Girl>. again. <laughs> Good old memories of candy. Good old memories of candy. As soon as she came out, I already knew Praytel was going to read her. But I mean, she, I mean, I do the same thing. You just kind of figure it's a little, you make a little box around your face and like spread your legs, you know, get in a little square position and just kind of like put your, <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry, you put your, uh, mm, oh, all up in it and just kind of like, get to it. Oh my God, I hope my family didn't hear that. They would be like, <laughs> what? They would know all sorts of secrets. I'll give her credit though for, looking trying to look like madonna and trying to do the moves in the video because that's what she was going for but that death drop and i'm gonna get in trouble again for calling it a death drop but that death drop oh goodness oh god that was that was definitely not a rupaul shante you stay right um but i think after, of course, Pray Tell reads her and after she gets, uh, you know, after she gets escorted out of the library, um, she definitely takes that. She definitely, you hear her voice. You he know, didn't read her very nicely. Once again, he never Not does. at all. He really don't even be giving her. Ch- but I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, girl, what is you doing at the time? But he just was not very nice about it. And then, It's like she said, though, she got heart and she got talent. Yes. And then, like, I thought it was funny when he, like, he just, like, he couldn't even say no more. He just... Judges and <laughs> judges scores take it away. <laughs> scores take don't lie for real. Um, but so even just in that opening scene, I think it was very, of course, a brief, quick intro. But um, to see the emotion that Candy already had just in that episode alone or in that scene alone, for me, I was like, all right, this episode's about to, the episode's about to be real good because I'm already feeling myself right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, that leads us into our next wonderful scene of um, good old Nurse Judy, Pray Tell, and Blanca. Oh, yes. And, and they ain't talking about the AIDS cabaret. Well, I thought, I mean, because I thought that they were going to tie it in. Like, they did an AIDS cabaret last year, so I, mm-hmm. I figured they would do it again this year. I didn't figure, but once they started talking about it, I was like, okay, I guess this could be a yearly thing, but that's not what they were there to discuss. To discuss? They were there to discuss Praytel's needing that, to yeah. take his. I'm sorry. Do you remember what they were there to discuss? 
Yes, in fact, I actually thought you were asking me what did they discuss because um, you kind of went out again. Um, they were discussing that Pretel needs to take his meds. Yes, and and it it's well, I know that they originally discussed Blanca's blood work and how they saw her T cells climbing, and you know to try to use that as an example to Pretel to go ahead and give him some insight on the good of it. Um, but good old Pretel was not having it. Mm-mm. Um, do you, so I feel like just in modern day where we're at now, a lot of people like to use a holistic approach to a lot of things. Um, do you remember the holistic approach that he was going for? You're talking about like what he like did to try to remedy himself. Yeah. Like not, not using the modern day medicines at that time, but like what were the natural remedies he was using? Yes, actually I do. Um, uh, it was like a pound of butter, right? Yeah, a pound of butter and I don't cinnamon roll or a cinnamon something. Yes, that's my diet right now. <laughs> it we can totally tell a pound for a while. Oh, uh, you know what? Some people like this belly. <laughs> a pound like of butter you, and cinnamon to go ahead and flush out the virus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only virus here is you and you're a fucking cancer. <laughs> that's really bad. That's real rude to talk about cancer patients who have that, but we'll let it slide. <laughs> but of course, it leads us. We have that big conversation with Praytel, and Praytel's not having it, and you see him get very hurt. Uh, you see him get very distraught at the situation. Um, and more and more, I'm seeing an emotional side of Praytel, not just a dick side. What about his dick? We saw Dick in the episode. Oh, trust me, you would know exactly where that's at. Mm, there's a dick in this box. But that leads us to, he, you know, he has a conversation and everything. And of course, they're not having it. Uh, Nurse Judy, who it took me a while to realize that was her name. Uh, Nurse Judy, who is the ally. Uh, and Blanca, there, there they are again, just trying to help their friend. And he just doesn't see it as that. But it leads us into our next scene where we have our good old... Um, Masters of Ceremony. Mm, okay, that's what they were called because I was just going to call them the City Council. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, no. The MCs, the Masters of Ceremony. Um, and I, first off, I like, leave, I like that they met up at the diner. I feel like that's all you could meet up back in the day, but I was hungry at the time, so the diner was good memories. Mm. Do you mean the diner over there by the strip? Uh, what is that place called by the old Saint? Um, saint? Yeah, I feel like that's the new Saint, uh, but I think you're talking about Lulu's. The old Saints where Knockouts used to be. Yes. Oh, yes. You love to teach me that history over and over again. <laughs> if only you learned. <laughs> I know. Um, if only. Fucking bitch, as soon as we get done with this shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> now, they wanted, what were they discussing there? What was the main reason of them being there? Um, their balls were getting overcrowded. I want to say it's that the balls were getting overcrowded. Um, they needed to buy, they need people to start giving money for trophies and they need to like spice it up since I, I think it's more about money, but I figured spicing it up is important too. Well, yeah, I know they were originally there. The original intent of it was to go ahead and discuss all the all the awareness that Madonna was bringing to the community and to go ahead and bring uh, to the balls, you know, therefore. 
Now, definitely about the money. They wanted the queens to go ahead and, you know, pay for the trophies somehow because it gets expensive. But they were also looking for a way to be ahead of the little wave, you could say, that was already coming with the voguing. And now that everybody vogues, what what category is going to be new that's going to make us stand out? Mm-hmm. Um, now... <laughs> Good old uh, lip sync. <laughs> Good old Candy. That's where we saw Candy come out of nowhere. Miss Candy. <laughs> I love Candy. She was funny. Loved. There was an ED there. I loved Candy. She was funny. It was even a past tense. Oh, that's so uh, sad. But it was... Uh, what is, do you know the category she suggested? Did we already say it? Just lip syncing. Lip syncing. Which to me, I was like... In my head, I'm like, that's already a category. Nope. That's a thing. Yeah, I was like over here, like, it's already, like, done. Like, but no, back in the day, I guess they did not have that lip singing. Mm. Well, they, I guess it's the start. I was a little worried about how this is going to affect Drag Race because, oh, yeah. Hello. I still need season 12 to come around. Well, I mean, RuPaul, for someone who is so supportive of the community, he hasn't, I haven't heard him touch on anything as far as Pose goes. So, what's up with that is what I want to know. Well, we're thinking, if we're looking at RuPaul and looking at his stature, where he's at, and the and the voice he has, I wouldn't speak on anything on a show related to this much uh information and so I knew exactly what I wanted to say because when you're somebody of that big of nature anything can be misconstrued so I feel like he's playing it smart you know he probably has a good team of marketers yeah but you would still think that he would at least show support I love Pose or something but I I understand how it could um, affect what's going on in his show which we need to not be doing that still but I mean Candy's great she was great yeah and if anything I feel like um this is only going to bring more height to the whole lip singing thing. And it's going to bring the history of the fact that it wasn't always a part of the community. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's so far engraved. Like, like I mentioned, as long as I've been going out and about, there was always a lip sync battle, always a drag queens performing. So it, it, for me, it was kind of like, a, Oh, I didn't know this was, a, this was not part of the community at one time. Good to know. Mm-hmm. So that's what I liked about it. Now, um, of course they shut candy down. Um, and Candy just Candy did not have it at all. I did never. I never saw Candy jump until that time. Well, she. I mean, wait. You're talking about jump at someone? Yeah. What do you mean you never? Girl, Candy done jumped. She had a hammer in season one. She done bugged. She ain't never jumped though. Like she bugged at people, yeah, but she's never jumped on people. She she did. Which one? In ep- in season one, she took out the hammer and she fought the judge who she called a fat person and they and she started swinging it at him. And then it was the same thing when Electra pulled out the knife. Okay, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. She's bucked before. She which jumped. Is, but she did not jump on them. She, bu- like, she bucked towards them and she went into their face and all she that. She swung but... a hammer at someone. Yeah, that's bucking. She's not jumping. Jumping is what like happened in this scene where she literally jumped on a prey tell. Oh, had the fourth oh, against she his throat. Literally jumped is what you're saying. Yeah, she literally oh, jumped. Oh, yeah. I've seen her buck before. I've seen her really get into it with somebody, but 
So what do you call swinging a uh, hammer at someone? Well, that was her bucking because she was like making the move forward, you know. So that's that's just, I mean, uh, Urban Dictionary at least bucking is just like going forward, letting your presence kind of be known. I'm gonna swing at you, but mm. I'm just bucking. That's good. But yes, she did. Um, and I just felt bad for her because you could tell she's angry. You could, in that scene, you could tell she's angry. She's hurt. Um, you know, just wants to be taken a little bit seriously. <laughs> and she lets him know. Uh, my favorite line is that something, something, something where you bottoms brunch. <laughs> oh, yes. We all know where you bottoms brunch. Like I was like, I damn. I'm sure they got, sure got the line, too, because I like that one. Yeah, only, I literally only have in parentheses where you bottoms brunch. And I was like, uh-uh. She called him out all like that. And pray tell want to walk out in some pimp outfit. Right? Looking a damn mess. Uh, now, of course, that leads us into another good, amazing ballroom scene. Um, and in this scene, I don't know if you caught it, but they had the per- the birdcage outfit. Which mm-hmm. I think this time frame, are we in what, the 1990, early 1990s, right? Yes, ma'am. So I know Birdcage um, is a very iconic, I feel like, movie in the community. It didn't come out until 1996, so I don't know if that was any kind of reference to it, um, you know, before its time. But Birdcage is a movie I definitely have heard about, never had the uh, chance to watch it in full. Um, but I know that it had played a good little part in the community. So I was like, oh, I wonder if that's any kind of, uh, you know, symbol to that. Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, when I, it was in the 90s, 96 is a little far out, but maybe it was. Yeah. So, I mean, if it was, kudos to them. If it wasn't, I'm overthinking, you know. And then, that, unfortunately, though, that's when we find out that Candy has not been seen for her last two shifts. Yes. Um, did you think she was dead um yeah i feel like when it when they said it had been two shifts um okay but it wasn't when it wasn't until lulu said that's not like her like she would call me after everyone um that i was like okay well something might have happened yeah no i mean i thought she uh well i i didn't think that they were in person gonna kill her there was words earlier in the episode that I thought maybe it was alluding death, but I didn't think that I'd actually go through with it because she doesn't have much as a character. Not as much as everyone else. What do well, you mean? Lulu don't either. Yeah. I mean, they just don't have very many storylines, and I just didn't think they were going to kill someone so soon. I guess that's true. Now, in the same sense, it would also make sense that it's somebody who doesn't have as big of a storyline. Yeah, no, no, definitely. But once she was dead, I mean, well, I don't want to skip ahead. I just, I was a little shocked. I, yeah, it was, it was shocking. And I, um, in this moment, I also saw where Blanca is, Blanca gets pulled into everything. Oh my God, Everybody know. goes to Blanca and is, Blanca, help me, help me, help me. And I'm just kudos to Blanca because she always down to help. She loves the community, but I will say that I'm a little over the going to Blanca thing. Like, it's like when you're playing a video game and, like, you're, like, a sword person or something or, like, a village. I don't know. There's all these other blacksmiths and all these other people qualified for the job to help you. But, my God, they only need your main character in this video game. I'm like, can't someone else gather their supplies? 
<laughs> I think in this case, it's because Blanca tends to have the most like emotional intelligence of all the characters in the heat of a moment. I would go to Blanca out of every other person to choose from just because I know the thought process on what to do next would be fully thought out. To be honest, like you probably are Blanca and I'm Angel. Oh, don't give yourself that recognition, but I could say, yeah, I am Blanca. I could see that in a way. Um, I can see me as Angel. Um, That's what I can see. I wanted to see these comparisons on one day. Or <laughs> me, or I'm like, I could be like the hotel guy who's like, look. Oh, God. I ain't got all this time to be looking. God, don't we're, be that. We're selling rooms by the hour. Yeah, don't be that guy. That's me. <laughs> Oh god! Actually, like, yeah. That as is long as they pay in, I'm turning a blind eye. Dead. I'm literally what was wrong with the fucking country back then. Still <laughs> now, it's still the same. It's even worse now. Probably. Well, I don't know. I can't. I don't know if it's better or worse now. I mean, but I'm probably would be that guy. Like, I just no, work you here. would not. I just guys. He's here. not giving. Please don't listen to him. He's not like that for real. <laughs> I would agree with a lot on him, but he's actually cooler than that guy. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm not someone who believes that prostitution is wrong. It's unsafe, but it's not, like, I don't see it as wrong. So if, if that was going down in my hotel, like, prostitution and stuff, I probably would allow it as well. Like, it's another means to make money. Yeah, it's not safe, like I said, but I just, I, prostitution's been around since the dawn of time. Okay, so if you're comparing yourself to what you would allow done in the hotel is the same, okay, yeah. But the attitude is not the same as that guy. Yeah, right. Okay, well, maybe if someone brought me a picture and said, have you seen this person? I would say yes or no. Yeah, you'd be a little more, like... A little bit more lean. You'd be a little more, like, heartwarming. But still, like, people pay for you to keep their privacy. Yeah, true. I agree with that, but... Who am I, mother, to sit there and give up (laughs) someone else's information about what they're doing in my hotel? (laughs) But that guy, I mean, you even see it right there in that scene where somebody dropped off a key right then and there. They had just gotten done. Um, Getting done. If anything, though, kudos to um, Candy, I guess, and kind of explaining the room that she always used and what was in it. And that way they could at least know, you know, some kind of a clue, Mm -hmm. to say the least. I agree. Which was good old 44. They should have just went up to the room. I know. I feel like I would have just knock, 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 but... Good old Blanca, stopping from jail happening, stopping from cops coming. I would like walk past the thing like I was walking out and then duck under the thing <laughs> and then walk under it. You don't see me. Exactly. Um, now, on the way out there, though, they give uh, Blanca gives her phone number to the guy and says, you know, just call me. This is my house number. Let me know if you need any or let me know if anything turns up. And then and then we're at Blanca's house. And as soon as this scene started, I was already like, Ugh, don't tell me what's about to happen is about to happen. Ma, it's for you. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded just like little Poppy. Yes, I'm him too. <laughs> He's everybody, guys. I'm just, they should just cast me for all the roles. Medea? Oh, God. <laughs> um, But yeah, so she gets a call. And do you remember how she was found? Who found her? Yes, she, the owner wanted to know what was going on up there, so he sent up the maid to clean the room, and then the maid found bloody towels, and then she opened up the door, and there was candy. And honestly, I didn't even, I had to, like, 
Like, I've seen that part of the scene multiple times, and I just, mm-hmm. it didn't look like candy to me. Laying down there? Yeah, so maybe it was on purpose, but I, like, was like, is that supposed to be candy or something? Candy, is that you? <laughs> is the package unwrapped? I feel like that's what it was, is it was just like, it was her, like, beat up at beat, her yeah, worst. Exactly, like, yeah. you had the blood, you had, like, whatever mm-hmm. happened happened in that area of, like, the face and the neck, and it was just... But it's weird because she, like... Well, I mean, this is definitely looking too deep into it, but, like, she didn't look, um like, done up. She just... Lo- she literally looked like she died, like she lived there, like, in a nightgown. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. But when you're tricking, you know, that's what you're doing. You're yes, usually girl. in that nightgown and... Speaking from experience. You know, from your experience. From I your love your experience. stories. I'm so glad that I got to meet you and help you. Uh, imagine. Um, call me mother. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of mothers, I think this. Here I am. So not like not here I am at all. But you know they find out about the murder and they find out she's in the closet and um, you have Angel and everybody just very sad and distraught. Um, and I think in this moment we hear about all these mothers everywhere. Um, this was a for me at least. I saw all these mothers. You know Lulu. Uh, Blanca, Angel's gonna be one one day. Yes, can we talk about that scene? That was so good. Yeah, I I, I loved it. I I love the fact that all the mothers came together. Well, I liked that whenever um, Electra was giving her the tea or whatever, she was like, not like the coffee or whatever, the actual drink. She was like, <laughs> thank you, mother. And then when Blanca was about to tell Lulu, she looked over to Electra and Electra gave her the nod. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cute. Yeah, it's just there's still that respect between each of them you still know where lulu and blanca started from and it was good to see all like i said these new mothers now come back to the old family and be like all right what are we gonna do next but i don't like that angel didn't go with them whenever they went to the hotel because i was looking for that i was like oh they bring an angel along now too but they didn't even though she was there with lulu like angels kind of been sprinkled in the episode and i actually thought angel was one of the best parts of the episode really yeah, well, there's something that Angel does that I really just like that she does as an actress. But we can wait till we get to that part. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Where are we at? Where are we at? They're eating at the table. Or they're eating talking at the table. At the table. All the mothers, yeah. Then, you know, I feel bad because Angel gets emotional. She said, we should be caring. And um, that's when they go down and they visit her now at the funeral home. And this is where you find out that Candy wasn't a bitch. <laughs> and you find out that she was going down there for the past few weeks paying her respects uh, to the different friends and everybody who was going through that funeral home. Yes. So much so that the guy, you know, he bombed her because of that, that she was so nice to him himself. Like, he did it just out of the kindness of his heart. Did you cry? I did. I did cry. And I, okay, I didn't really cry, but you know. I did. I kind of like teared up and yes, it wasn't I towards the too. end. At the end, I really cried, but in that scene, I was kind of like, oh, like. Honestly, that was where I, the part where he said that he liked her because he remembered her name or that because she greeted him by her name, like that started the, the sadness for me. Yeah, that's when like, I was like, seeing oh, her dead body, I wasn't really like too phased, but when, I guess when you start hearing the sentiments that people say about people, like, I'm like, oh, wow. Because mm-hmm. we only know Candy to fucking suck at everything that she tries to do. In the and to be a little bitch and talk a lot of shit. And then yes. you find out 
Oh, she was also in between all that. She was making nice her person. way downtown. Yes. I was about to say walking fast. <laughs> making her oh, way downtown so to pay yes. respect. So it's like, wow, like what the the things people do behind doors, you know. Mm-hmm. Ugh, love it. Anyways, of course, the girls are all there and library opened up real quick. <laughs> they read her for their hair and the makeup. It's terrible. That is so she looked terrible. I saw the she same thing. Rough. I actually said the Me same too. thing when I first saw it. I was like, oh no. I'm so glad they said the same thing because yep, I was like, I was oh, like uh, maybe we can't. For real, I was like, they're gonna let Candy go out like this, but they didn't. Luckily, and luckily the producers luckily, that right? And uh, that's when they say we have two hours. Let's redo it. And of course, when they redo it, it's much, it's a much more Candy. It's mm-hmm. much more of a okay. There you go. For real. And then who else? Who else do they have aside from good old Mister Praytel? Given this eulogy. Okay, so I have something to say about that. Let me hear it. What's up? I, I feel like that was the same thing I might have had. I understand that he's the best speaker or that he's like the like father in a sense, but it's hard to look past the last things that he said to her and then like him come up and give this speech like I'm glad that he didn't start with I always loved candy because mm-hmm. it wouldn't be true so I'm glad that he started it with like she was a pain in my butt because like I feel like it brings it back to like yeah she was a pain in your butt that's an action that's an accurate picture that's of actual how you one. Were. yeah like it's it's accurate from what we have seen so I'm glad that he started it out like that but I was a little iffy about him giving the speech but then who else like who Blanca Right. And well, I think for me, it was like, I was very iffy at first. And I was kind of like the same reasons, the way you're acting with her before you were kind of dick to her, you read her all the time. Um, but then I think, you know, looking back at it from the show and an experience, when you get a moment like that, it's kind of like, you know what, at least how I looked at Pretel was, this is his one time he has to make up to her mm-hmm. and give her the best damn speech that he can do. Because he no longer can, he'll never have that chance again. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. So I was very like iffy on it at first, but then I was like, pray tell, you better give her the best shit because you know she's not going to ever hear it again. Mm-hmm. Which, that moment of silence, she definitely came right back. Well, yes, she did. And how I felt about that was, okay, so I was kind of a roller coaster during this in and out of fucking being a ghost so i was uh, crying this is where i was crying at i wasn't i was like like it actually kind of took me out of the scene a little bit because i was like oh she's just gonna oh this is what they're doing her she's gonna have because my thing with death i overall i think they handled it fine now that i've seen it now that she went back to everybody mm-hmm. but like i don't know i like to be kept in the real idea that like you don't get answers you know like you like, death is real. It comes at whatever time that it comes. Whatever questions that you had, they're just left unanswered. Which is exactly what Pray Tell said, was that um, unfinished business is the burden of the living. Because you had all this time to get these questions answered, to have something to say. And out here in the real world, you don't get that luxury. They're just mm-hmm. dead. So, I was a little iffy about it. But it was cute since it's, like, TV. But I was definitely, like... But it was deserving. I'll say it was deserving, though, because we didn't see a lot from Candy. We didn't see a lot. Now, I also think that 
um, I think they, I think that they did good to keep it to real life to a sense only because I know it's been said that um, when a loved one does die, um, there have been people out there who say that they do feel them come back for that one final conversation. And that's what I think that alluded to was that a lot of times people feel this connection. So with that person, um, and even though the questions and the answers are still left unsaid, um, it's that clarity of moment that you have, that inner peace you have with everything that's kind of just like not even answering the questions, but it's kind of giving you the okay that they're going to be unanswered. Um, and I only say that because unfortunately I've lost a lot of people in different ways and there were some of them that in that moment I was like, oh, I can feel you here and I can just feel that we're good. Well, yes, I, I, I've never really felt that I have to do a lot of death, but from just what you know, like people don't wake up. They just, I mean, they just die. Like your questions are just unanswered. Think of all the people who don't get the opportunity to say anything to their loved ones. But um, do you, so their conversation was about like, he, like basically he said like, well, I have some quotes, but their conversation was like, he saw her and he was trying to protect her. I didn't really believe that, um, that he said like, oh, you saw, I saw like a black femme trans woman being herself unafraid, blah, blah. And I think he was just like saving face for the last minutes. I don't think that he really, I, I honestly think that he did not like her. No, I don't. I, so I think in that moment, I, I saw so much of what Pratel was doing with her. And because he told him, or he told her, he told Candy, hey, when I look at you, I see nothing but myself. I see a very strong black femme woman who has all this power. You're everything I want to be, and I can't do that. And so for me, since I can't do it, what did I have to do? I had to protect myself. And he's trying to protect her from the same things without realizing that she is that woman. She is being exactly who she wants to be, which was different from his case. He always wanted to be like that. He was never able to. He had to protect himself. She didn't have to go through that same protection. So him wanting to protect her, I can see like how he was wanting to do that. It was just the fact that she didn't need it. She had that bravery. It was something he was jealous of. Like She had That's the bravery there. So I think he was jealous of the fact that he was jealous he was... and protecting her of the fact that she's living the life that inside he wanted to be because you could if you see it in pray tell you see that fam you see him with all that little uh neck and everything and going all that and so it's like okay i could see it and you're in a different generation you know you had a candy at that time is probably what 24 25 pray tells at least in his 50s like it's a whole generation difference you're protecting her from what you had to go through i just don't think he deserved that moment I don't. I don't think he deserved it. We don't see anything in the show that makes that leads us to believe that he even liked her even a little bit. And even on season one, and I don't think it's fair that he got a moment like that because like you did not you've never had positive moments before and now that she's dead, like you get this that's right, bitch. I said I forgive you. Like, come on. I just I didn't like it because if you're going to be mean all the way till the person's like last breath, then like you should be forced to live with that. You should. Well, I think that's also where, but like you don't deserve that moment. So I don't think, well, even if the fact that he didn't deserve it, I think candy deserved the moment because everything that pray tells going, you also have to remember the, but the role that pray tell plays in all this 
And the fact that he's a master of ceremony, all this had to happen in order for him to say, yeah, I was fucked up to Candy because I looked at Candy as a younger me. And for some reason, I'm trying to protect my younger self when we're nothing alike. And the only way I can pay honor to her now is let me bring in, and we're getting a little bit ahead, but let me go ahead and bring in this, you know, lip sync category now. You know, yeah, so I think, I it's, think he had to have that moment. I don't think he may have deserved it all the way, but he had to have it in order for it to be how it was. He did it, and I don't know. I was, I was just like, I was just kind of rolling my eyes at his moment. I don't think he deserved it. Like, I, I wanted him to wallow in like she don't forgive me like i can't believe i was like this like i would much rather have Ooh. seen a scene like that i'd much that's rather a, have seen that's a heavy heart you got for people i feel bad i would never want anybody to like i don't even want my words i would never i don't want, want anyone to. to feel that what i'm saying is is that people do feel that and he did that so we should see the repercussions of his actions well i think you do see that and he they showed a lot like he's real you see it a lot the repercussions that he was doing. It's just a lot of uh, small-time metaphors that you're seeing it on. You're not seeing it on a big scale. Um, but there's a lot, they did a lot of similes. They did a lot of wordplay that really let me know, at least, that Praytel realized how bad he fucked up and what he was doing was wrong. I mean, they even, they even said, to quote, what good is everyone's opinion when you're gone? Which, to me, tells me, you know, you need to be more real with the people when they're here. Tell them how you really feel in the moment. That way you don't have to worry about this when they're gone. Because there's no good opinion. There's no point in it. Mm-hmm. So I think it definitely was a you know, weird scene. But I felt like it needed to happen. I feel like they gave a lot of closure. And gave a lot of answers just in small ways. That you really had to like look past the main scene of. Like, okay, what were they saying? What was she saying? Okay, makes sense. Yeah, no, I feel you. But then Angel and Pray Tell. Or I mean, uh, Candy and Pray Tell then leads into Angel and Candy. Um, oh, this is my. She's just one. the greatest. I love Candy because she really just be crying so hard, and I just like oh, Candy yes. or Angel. I mean, sorry, Angel. She just be just like crying. Just I just I mean I think you know in every show that I watch, all my favorite reality TV shows is when they cry. I just love a good cry, and she was crying like the whole funeral. She was like the only one that you look around and she's like sobbing, crying, laying on someone just like over the top. Like she was really sad. And and she never even really interacted with Candy from what we've seen. So that's why, like, I was really happy to see her just like bursting into tears and just like destroyed. Even when she talked to Lulu, like she's just like worn out from all her tears. And mm-hmm. she didn't even know. Can- she was in the house of abundance with Candy. Okay. But as far as the timeline from when the show started, we don't see them interacting that much. So for her to be so like engulfed in those feelings, like I was just happy to see. Yeah, so I was the same way. And I think um, that's part of the reason why I like that we never saw anything aside from like the season one when they were all in the same house for that little bit. Because for me, I told me that there's so much more history that candy and angel had than just what we've seen that there may have been a friendship before you know enough for her to care and cry about her the way she was and mm-hmm. kudos to candy because i mean letting her know it's a reminder for you to reach for something more than a quick coin and you know oh, that was so great you're out here really doing it and yeah you may be the first one but you're going to be the first one to open the door for 
everybody else and you know who better to do it than the best and i was like oh god like it was so great candy's a candy's a bitch and she's giving you all this like she's giving you all this truth now and it's like yeah girl why wouldn't you do it like and then angel was like we're not allowed in their world i'm like girl oh i know and she just kept going with it like well she's in the door she's like the best crier in the whole series i actually commented that on the youtube video <laughs> she is like, a good crier. She's the best very crier. emotional. Cause it's just like the episode one when that guy took pictures of her, like she was just like crying her heart out. And I just love a good crier. I love a good crier. They're good. Now a- Angel and Candy leads us to uh good old Angel and Lulu. Candy and Lulu? No. Prior to Candy and Lulu, there was a scene with Angel and Lulu. Oh, uh, yes. just where they're giving the you know, letting her know, I don't want to go in, I can't go in. And you kind of have Angel give the same advice that Candy just gave her, like, or not the same, but she's living from what she got from Candy. Um, and then you see Lulu go in. And there I am, thinking she's going to pay respects. Same. I'm thinking she's going to really cry for this best friend. And what does she do? Fucking rips the shit off of her. Rips the sh- These are my gloves. For real. I wonder why it was all like nonverbal dialogue though. Between them two? Mm-hmm. Well, I think unfortunately, my first thought to it, and then it kinda it was clarified later down the line when they had that talk, uh was she was mourning and she just did not know how to mourn. Then you know, her and Candy and all the episodes, they always go back and forth with each other. They always have a little bit of spice with each other. And so sadly, I felt like that's all she knew how to do was I'm in this moment where I'm sad with Candy. I can only be a bitch to her. Let me go ahead and steal these gloves. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, damn, girl, like, you are mourning that bad that you have no idea what you're doing. I just, yeah, I guess it, it was a little disoriented, but because um, I was taken out of that moment, but it's okay. That was a, for me. That was a powerful moment. Like that was really. And again, I like it. For me, I feel like just because I've seen a lot of different scenarios, different time frames, and me having to be in a funeral home. But that was just like I could just see mourning, and I was like, God, like I don't know what I would do if my best friend passed. Like if I'm always a dick to them, I feel like I would want to be a dick right in that moment too, because that's my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they kind of they go outside, and you find out that they really were bitches to each other. Like, they were kind of jealous of each other, and you know, even she's letting her know only time's gonna be able to heal us. Like, to be friends that we should be in the afterlife. Well, I just, I don't know. I mean, I like their, I like their interaction outside. I liked it. It's just weird how... I mean, I think... It's just weird how they're interacting. Like, I've never seen... Like, my best friend, like, if you died or Desert died, I feel like I would just be sad. I wouldn't be, like, wanting to beat up, you know, the casket. I, I'm more focused on things that are said and not, and not said. Yeah, I guess that's but true. They had their moment, which is cute, but I wanted a lot more of a heartfelt moment. I mean, they did... <laughs> you didn't feel any was, of the heart in there? I felt so, It was like... just... It was a little, that storyline was a little disoriented to me. It was a little out of place. It wasn't written very well. Sorry, no offense, P- Pose Rider, but like <laughs> the 
like Candy not showing up for the funeral. I mean, sorry, Lulu not showing up for the funeral to the last minute. Like she's not showing up for the wake. Like clearly there's a heavy emotion that we are tying towards this character because of their dynamic with the person with, with Candy. And then like that moment doesn't pull at our heartstrings as much, or to me, it didn't pull at my heartstrings as much as it could have seeing as how they're literally best friends. Like I'm expecting like some legit real revelation here. Yeah. I think, from what I, the revelation that I got was that they really weren't ever best friends. They were just always in each other's lives. Mm. So they were at the same moment when they had a share, when they stole something from, uh, what store did they say? I forgot, I forgot what store, but they had to steal this jacket. And then they were there together when they had to uh, sleep in it in the cold. And then they were there together when they had to go through some other shit. And they were there together when they went through some bad shit. So I think in that moment, they realized. Our friendship comes from us just having to always be at those weird times together. And the next weird time you have, you're going to look and you're going to want me there and I'm not going to be there. And like that was like, that's the time you'll need is like, you're going to realize at that time that I was the friend that I am to you. Right now, though, you're not you're not seeing it. I can understand that. I just... I mean, it's just because I have my, you know, things I like to see. I like to see that sad yeah. mm-hmm. ass fucking shit. I like to see if someone's I like dead. I see the crying. Yes, if someone's dead, like, it's either celebration or sadness. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's either you, you're you sad and, like, because those are the real true feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the real life stuff. And with Pose, they've already said that it's their job, that they feel it's their job to tell stories. And maybe that is how people who are trans act towards each other just because of the lifestyle that they've had to live in, especially in New York, like the safety and things like that. It's probably shaped them a little bit differently. But I don't know. I just wanted to see like some some real concrete. And I didn't think anything that they really talked about was too concrete. It's like, you're going to miss me, girl. You're going to you're gonna remember these times and it's gonna heal us more than being alive ever could like for real though i felt that whole emotion i'm like yep it sure will like like be fucking sad (laughs) cry fucking cry (laughs) i will say though and no offense to lulu um she'd be looking a little different when she cry i just wonder what they're gonna do with her now because What's her storyline now? Yeah, she literally has none without Candy. And Candy barely had a storyline anyway, but she was out there more than Lulu was. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they, they chose Candy because she was black. And oh, not God. Being, not being racist, I'm saying because of they talk about all the time, you're black, you're gay, you're blah, blah, blah. So they're going to like statistically pick Candy because she's black. When I don't want anyone to die, but I'm but. just saying, I'm just saying, like Lulu has not been visible in this season, like at all. And now, what are we supposed to do with her visibility? True. We'll see how. We we'll have to see how it plays out. We we'll have to see if a storyline gets created for her. And I can predict it. You know what? What's your prediction? She's either joining Winter or Evangelista. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we knew that already, but I'm talking about, like, further down the line. Like, oh, where's her storyline? Is it still going to be, a, like, a side character that every now and then we get a bit of peace? Or mm-hmm. is she going to actually, like, have a storyline now? 
like do something. Yeah, because yeah, I will agree with you. Candy had more of a storyline this whole time than Lulu did. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And then we get, then she gets to Blanca and Candy. I thought there was going to be more um, interaction between them, and all it was was a handhold. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? Mm-hmm. Well, they hummed too, but that was it. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like I don't um, know. I actually thought that was the most fitting. To really? be honest. Yeah, because when I think back to their interactions in season one, Candy was always making fun of her and calling her names. True. And she's the one that said it shades a stubble, right? Yes, that's actually the read that I remember the most very uh-huh. clear. And season two, they knew the terms that they were on. And I think that with Blanca, her character now is just like it's very like how do you say like she knows what's up already. Yeah. You know, Angel, clearly this is one of her first real close deaths, like mm-hmm. that she was actually real close with. Um, Lil Poppy, I mean, he's just a strong character in general. Uh and with Blanca, I feel like it's just she has to be strong for her family. She knows who Candy was. Uh-huh. She like I feel like there was nothing more that really needed to be said between them. It was just a mutual like understanding you know, I, yeah like you know i love you and i'm gonna miss you and it sucks that this happened to you but it's it's just what's what happened done to the done, girls yeah. in our community yeah for and she was putting the funeral together and all that like you just kind of like i just feel like she had accepted it by that time and the humming and the sitting next to each other and the singing was just like i thought it was a good cap off yeah i could see that as like the final acceptance of just everything yeah, like like everything like, of Candy and her, just like, hey, girl, we're here. Blanca, unlike like Blanca, don't have time to continue to live in the memories of someone else. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, like they do a little song, you know, they know that they loved each other, and and like I think Candy said the thing to Angel, like, don't waste your time missing me, mm-hmm. because like she's gone, and Blanca has. HIV she has to deal with. She has Pretel who has HIV. She has her house. Like she has Wintour. And it's just like, like I'm sorry that you are past, but I love you. We have to move forward. And that's that on that. <laughs> and then of course we they finished up with all these candy scenes with good old mom and dad. Yes. Um I, if it touched one person, then I welcome it. We're never going to see those parents again, but you know what? If it helped a family deal with their issues or something like that, then the episode, the the scene was 100% necessary. Definitely, I think that scene was so necessary because just in the I don't moment believe it, of, but that it was necessary. I don't believe. That's where I'm kind of like they don't deserve a visit. Like I'm iffy about the whole scene in general. Like I get it. Like there's like pose is a way for people to see in the lives of trans people, but at the same time, like they were not there for her life. They. Like they but don't. I, think I don't that's think what that they're, they, they're in the same boat as Pray Tell. They don't yeah. really deserve a conversation. But at the same time, they do because that's what they're showing. So this whole scene is set up as 
But who are they showing it? They're showing they're it. Showing... They're showing the fact that it took them this long for their son to die, for them to realize that it was okay for her to live the way she was. Then they should have had a scene where they're crying at the, but they don't. They shouldn't have a scene where they get to talk to Candy. Well, I think so. That's why I think like. So I think Poe did a good job at putting, putting it all back to what was happening in the 1990s with the typical African American family, and they came in already with Blanca. It's a he, my son. Blanca had to continuously say no. She, she's beautiful, and then lead them down the hall. And once they got to there, and once they saw their daughter in a casket, these 1990 parents who said no to trans people because of whatever reason are coming to the fact that my daughter is dead and I never had the chance to tell her anything. And so you see it with Candy and the mom, and she says, you know, Candy's like, well, I thought you welcomed it. You know, you were my gateway into my feminist and you know, you heard the mom say it and I felt so bad for the mom. And I don't feel bad because at the end of the day, she made this choice. But I feel bad because I feel like a lot of parents were in that boat where they said, she said, at most I thought you were gay and I was okay with that. But I didn't know how to raise a child like that. There's no guidebook. There's no guidebook. And it's like, that. I don't want to say every parent felt like that. Some of them are really against it. But a lot of them, I feel like they just, they didn't know what to do. There wasn't a guidebook at the time. And they didn't want to be that parent that, gets mm-hmm. looked down upon because they're having to go through it first. Yeah. Like I said, I understand. I just felt like I would have appreciated the scene more if they were more if they were like bawling over her casket. Because all these scenarios are not words that they're ever actually going to hear and with it's just not believable to me. I mean, I understand the whole all the sequences are not believable as far as her coming back from a dream. But with her parents, who did not talk to her, who did not interact with her in her new life, I don't feel that they deserve the time to, like... I, I don't... I Like, the words... Where were they going, is my question. Is like, who... So the scene was for Candy, but Candy's dead. She's not gonna get a scene like that. And to me, she shouldn't have a scene like that when she's she's dead like her mom and her father were not there for her and now we're gonna give a dead person like the closure that she wanted when she was alive but she's not alive anymore well the thing is that it's not closure i don't think we're getting any closure for candy because candy from the first conversation with break she is dead the closure is getting closed but it's not closure for candy that's the the image that they're aren't closures for anybody but it's closure for Angel. It's closure for Lulu. It's closure for Blanca. It's closure for the mom and dad. Because they're just like with Freytel, I'm already dead. The opinions don't matter. But there is no closure. That's what I'm like. But that's like, so. The, and then closure? going back to, you know, putting a personal life into it, where I have lost a best friend of mine and they aren't here on the earth anymore. In that moment when I'm sitting in the funeral home and I'm just kind of looking at, you know, the looking at where I need to look at in my mind, I remember having this conversation with my best friend and just saying, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't do this and I'm sorry I wasn't able to be like this. And, you know, I hope you can forgive me. And it was something that they're never going to hear people unless you were in my head, aren't going to hear it, but it was a conversation conversation. that I had with them though, because it's an internal conversation. That's what they're hitting is that these are all 
internal conversation because after every scene you see them go right back to the position they were in before and it's like yeah this is just this is just this is just like conversations they're having in their head i'm sorry well i don't think that if if they were supposed to be portrayed as conversation like how you just said and i'm sorry i don't mean to take away from your moment but you just said that this is a conversation that you're having in your head like these are this is these are your thoughts these are not a conversation that you're actually having with someone this is a way for you to try to like be like oh okay i wasn't that bad well that's what and that's exactly what they all do so the mom tells her the mom tells her to herself you know i didn't know how to raise a child like this and that's my fault and outside is different but beneath is all her baby like and it took her dying for her to finally be able to say that to herself i don't i just i just thought that that was just like unnecessary like it's the the parents were not in their life. They'll never get this opportunity to actually. And now that she's dead, like you have all these things to say, and you get the opportunity to say it to this like ghost or whatever. I just think I you're looking been, too far. You're looking for like exact. I'm not looking for exact replicates. Of I'm not what's looking for exact replicates. What I'm saying is that they. Why do they get? Why do we need to see this conversation when it? absolutely does nothing and it goes nowhere because we have see what a 1990s family was like and the stuff they went through parents so realize just... this a lot that they realize that oh i lost my son and I didn't okay have then a they should have cried over the casket they should not have had a dream sequence of oh we each get to talk to our son for four minutes i mean for our daughter for four minutes they they should not have gotten that there is no but i think you have to, but you're also like there's a dream sequence is them like that is them crying over the casket because like i said the scene starts with them crying and then suddenly their body language changes and candy's there and then when candy disappears they're right in the same spot they were in before so they're crying it's them mourning but they only know how to mourn this way and it just sucks that the fact that you had to wait until your daughter was dead for you to realize all this stuff like exactly she was who she was the whole time and you knew that but it took you it took her dying for you to say that is the truth. It's just not real. And I just don't, and I, first of all, besides it not being real, I think it's unfair to other trans families, actually. How so? Because they pose should be giving a real, as they've done throughout the whole series, they need to be giving a real depiction of these things. Candy's life. How is that taken, not real though? If I could just finish Candy's life oh, was boy. taken like too soon and she like they should be hitting us with the fact that we don't get these opportunities because we don't and if they're gonna weigh he- and if they're gonna do heavily on like this is what happens in the lives of a trans person well in the lives of a trans person when they die they do not get to talk to their family their family does not get the option to get the forgiveness from them their family does not get to talk to them they do not get to say oh i'm so sorry baby blah blah blah. i should have listened i can see you now like they they don't get that ability they get to see their child's dead body in a casket and they get to mourn right there exactly so everything you described is what went on in the funeral no it's not because they talked to they did but that's the thing is that you're taking it too literal they didn't really talk to candy I'm everything is everything literal. Pose is doing is a simile and a metaphor. Right. So they're I'm not saying taking it too little. That took, too literal. They didn't literally talk to Candy. They weren't they were there morning and in the morning they realized that everything that they did up to that time frame 
was wrong. That, that, like you said, Candy's dead. Why is it waiting for you until now? Exactly. She's dead. And they had to wait until now to figure all this Great. out. Great. Keep it. We don't need to see them talking. We should. But I think that is every day. I think that is like a everyday family. I think that is what a lot of them went through was the fact that they had to realize that they said no to their kid when in reality their kid was fine. And they had to wait until they saw him in a casket. Right. And they should have mourned over the casket. Not. What I'm saying is they could have kept the conversation. I don't think we should have had to see that conversation. It was cute. Yeah, it was like. Sad, I think it but... was good because Candy got to get, even though she wasn't alive. She's dead. Even though she wasn't alive, Candy's mom and dad came to the sad reason or the sad conclusion that they did always accept her and they did always know. And like that's what I think you got to see out of it was that it was sad that unfortunately these parents at the end of the day were okay with it. They already knew it. But they didn't know how to handle it, and they had to say no to it because of, you know, probably stereotyping and social stigma. Okay. We're going to dis- we're gonna have to agree to disagree. I want to see what everybody else has to say on that, though, because I feel like they did a really good job at showing what everybody goes through when dealing with death, you know, when, when mourning for somebody who you really love. And maybe that's just because I've been through it. Maybe that's just because I've unfortunately had to be, like, a firsthand experience of it that I'm like, hell yeah, y'all did great. Maybe. Um, but then I think it was also cool because that's where we find out that uh, Master of Ceremonies have chosen to go ahead and have a lip-singing category. Ugh, I, I just want to know how this plays out on the balls. Like, they better... I understand why they don't want to do it. I totally understand why they don't want to do it. I mean, I just wonder if, like... Because with that, I'm sure it's going to stem, like, the trans versus drag queen issue that we hear about. Like, you can't be, like, where a drag queen will say, oh, I'm not as bad as a trans person because I just dress like a girl. So, I'm hoping that some problems stem from this whole lip syncing thing. And I don't want to see these problems for the drama. I want to see these problems because this is a true thing out there. Like, on Drag Race, when peppermint was in there they were saying like oh because she's trans she can't be a drag queen and like that so that's why i'm like with this lip syncing thing i hope it causes new issues oh that's good oh that's yes and no i hope it settles issues not causes them um but if anything like i think and i'm a really big on symbolism so i don't know if you caught this at all but um i love the fact that when they said you know go ahead and take candy home in the normal, again, I you're very realistic. So I know normally when they would say that, they would take her right into the ground and put her in. And she they would never, took her home. She would never get a dance right. But I love the fact that they said, take Candy home. And it led her into a scene of her lip singing. So that's home. That's what she wanted to do. She wanted to be able to lip sing. And then she's doing it to never knew love like this before. So again, unfortunately, Candy had to die for her to get all that love but in the end scene take her home she's lip singing just like she always wanted to she's never felt the love like she had in that room before and i was just like yes candy like live 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 like mm-hmm. even though you dead this is the live. exact moment you were w- looking for live like they took you home and you did the damn thing i agree it was a good moment because well just because it was a good moment um i was happy that it that they should because I think everyone felt like we didn't get enough of candy. 
I feel like I got enough of Candy for her character throughout the seasons. I feel like I wasn't going to get more, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, man, she got ripped away. I don't think we got enough of Candy. I mean, actually, I think we, now that I think about it, we probably, we did get just enough to kill her off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we knew exactly what she was, who she was, or we thought so at least. And... We wanted more, but, I mean, the world don't work like that. Yeah, sometimes life ends you early. Mm-hmm. There's so many people who wanted more, but they just, they died. They so died. I guess, I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess that's just it, like. We wanted more, just as we want from anyone who passes away. And I think that's where it leads into that one and final scene with Praytel and Blanca, and they're just giving that toast to life. And again, and I feel like you're not looking at it that same way, but Praytel had to go through losing Candy and had to go through with seeing the younger generation that was Candy's age in front of him with all this like hope and dream for him to realize that I still have hope and I still have dreams and, you know, let me go ahead and take this pill that I don't want to take. I agree. To save my life. That would probably be how I react, too, if I saw someone that I cared about died. Like, I want to live. But that's why, and I feel like they said it, too, you, it's, you know, say all that stuff before they pass and let them know all that shit prior to. And I feel like sometimes I get annoying with some of my friends because I let them know, but I'm like, Look, guys, I've just lost too many people for me not to tell y'all. Like, if y'all didn't know yesterday, y'all know today. <laughs> no, for real. I agree. You should dev- definitely just say what you want. I mean, even if it's to your exes that broke your heart and you were, like, really sad for a long time, you should definitely <laughs> tell them. Tell yeah. them not everything, but maybe some stuff. Yeah, don't give them the power. <laughs> yeah, Don't just, give them the power. Just tell them some. <laughs> Yes, be, yes, very that, very that. And then, of course, I know that led into the preview of next, and I already kind of forgot what happens on the next episode. Damon versus Ricky or something like that. There you go, yeah. Something like that, I don't really know. I don't know if I want to, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how excited I am for it. I'm excited, it's just like, Ricky, I mean, honestly, I don't even know, like, Damon kind of, you could just, like, get written off the show (laughs) because they're really they're struggling to figure out what to do with some of these characters maybe maybe the pacing yeah like maybe it's the way that the show is being set up but there's so many characters that like have no story right now that i'm just like you had all these people to kill because we were questioning electra we were questioning electra's story then she kind of got one. Yeah. And so I'm happy we're going to see the House of Wintour back next week. Me too. And, like, little Poppy kind of has he a He got his own little one. You know a more about him one, now. But, but I guess the series is only eight episodes, so they got to figure out, like, how to what fit to do, in. How to do it. And, yeah. But, and now that they sign on for season three, I'm sure it's like, what can we do here in this season to lead up for next season? And Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that some of the main people still have their stories. Like, Angel will always have a story, but... I hope so. Like, Damon having a battle, like, a fighting against Ricky. Like, yeah, that's going to be cool, but it's very exhibition. <laughs> like, like, let's just give Damon the story of battling Ricky. It's like, how about we give 
him like the story of I don't know, almost dying or something. I don't know. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I understand it's too heavy, but you know what I mean. Like, let him deal with something really serious. I feel like they clearly... did that though with him. They gave him this scare of HIV with no sex and condoms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they did. Oops, forgot about that. Like that was his real life shit that he was like, oh fuck. It's just that it was so early on. Like I feel like this season we're four episodes in and. For at least two of them now, three of them I haven't heard of, Damon or Ricky. Yeah, and I'm hoping that they really, as this back half comes, like they wrap up some of these loose storylines. Me too. I hope there's a lot of action in these next shows or in these next episodes. Yeah, because there, I think there's only like nine episodes or eight episodes, and I'm gonna need them to wrap up some of these. Like Don't Electra, leave me hanging for like Electra having a body in her closet. Like that needs to come to light soon. Yeah, like what's gonna happen with it, or is it gonna be something that literally stays away forever? Yeah, like Damon being a school teacher of dance, like, where the fuck is that? They're probably going to show up next episode, so I guess that's okay. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, when I saw that scene with uh, Blanca and Electra, and if you do anything to hurt my child, I feel like they're going to be some foul play, and they're going to try to fuck Damon up. Probably. Like, they're going to break his ankles or something. For real, I actually think that they're probably going to try to do that. <laughs> oh, we'll be like the ice skating all over again. But it's gonna be okay. Post is gonna make it, and we're gonna be watching. True, I'm ready for it. Same. But I think that's all the episode. I think that I mean that was a good. That's a lot of conversation. It was. It was a lot. It was a good episode. It was a good two week hiatus. It was a good episode to come back to. It it was a good episode to come back to. Very heavy. A little shook, but my cousin started watching it. I don't know if she finished watching it, but she started watching Pose, and she had already asked me, like, well, they're playing this, like, they're only on season one, so <laughs> right now they're wondering, like, who's going to get HIV, because they think someone else is going to get it. Oh, God, yeah. They're early on. They're what we thought a year mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Well, it will be fun, though, but like I said, that's all this episode has. It was a good conversation. Do you have any last remarks, Roman? Um, last remarks. Pose is great. It's still out here fighting the good fight. Uh, no, that's it. I mean, I just hope that Pose continues to give us, you know, real issues. Still touch on the HIV epidemic while still teaching us about trans. Um... I think that the world is really this is the best time for Pose to be on TV because the world's mm-hmm. a lot more open to these things and you see it in other shows. Even corporate America is capitalizing mm-hmm. on these things. So, yeah, I think this is the best time to put out this kind of content. There you go. I'm ready for it. Me too. I think all I have to say, closing remarks for myself, is you know, guys, if y'all did listen, thank you. Thank you to Roman again for having me as a guest on this show. And, you know, he'll be back in the spotlight where he's supposed to be next week. Yes, you guys can definitely. Um, well, you mainly only have Instagram, right? Well, I have Instagram and Facebook, but we'll let Roman go first. <laughs> Facebooks, he loves to put an S on the end of singular things. Well, like, because I have two different Facebook business pages. And what about <laughs> for each of what the about... businesses? Oh, where are you at? I'm at Knockouts. There's Girl. literally an S there. At the There's end of not it. an S at the end of Knockout. Yes, it is. It's Knockout Bar. 
it's knockout. Anyway, it even if it, that's one, the business Facebook business is really two pages. But really quickly, you can find me on Instagram at that guy underscore Z. You can find me on Facebook, Z the Barber or Z the Weight Loss. Either one works. That's awesome. You can find me, Roman, on Instagram, which is where I primarily am, um, at Roman Samoan underscore. You can also, well, Instagram Z as well, because this is his first time taking the lead on an episode, which he was very, very nervous about. So you can, you know, slide in his DMs and tell him all the great things you love about his body. I mean, whatever he did to this episode or whatever else you want to <laughs> right. say. Right. I mean, it's usually more than one compliment, so. Yes, trust me, he's very thirsty. Um, <laughs> but yes. the person drinking water. How? Can you? you... Thank you. We're going to have to edit that out of the episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll be back next week at a better earlier time. Nobody and, even knew the time. And, no, I mean the day. Better earlier day. I know it's a little wild right now putting the episodes out, but I, I was in school, so I had to just kind of do what I could. But, yes, we're going to be back at a more regular scheduled time next week. Um, Z will be there. We're still working on getting any guests. Even, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. we need someone who's also a trans person who would like to maybe give their take on how Pose is portraying the, tr- the trans community and the episodes as well. Um, yes, yeah, so we will see you guys next week. Z, do you want to anything else? You want to close out the show? No, no, just y'all have a good night. Appreciate everything. Love y'all. Bye.